Hello, my name is Eva and I love to read, especially this book, The Remains of the Day, by Japanese-British Nobel Prize-winning novelist Kazuo Ishiguro. Right off the bat, I just want to say that I am traveling this week, so I apologize if the sound is particularly strange. I am sitting in a gorgeous hotel, but I do apologize if you can hear the noises in the background. And I should probably add some spoilers ahead. The Remains of the Day, published in 1989, was awarded the Booker Prize for Fiction for that year and has remained a firm favorite amongst scholars and casual readers alike. The novel is set in 1956 and is written in the first person and narrated by Stevens, an elderly butler on an English estate recently purchased by an American. Stevens receives a letter from a former colleague, and this letter sets in motion a trip, both literally and figuratively, as Stevens embarks on a journey down memory lane, looking back at his many, many years of service to his former employer, a Lord Darlington, a member of the British aristocracy whom Stevens served with unquestioned loyalty for decades. Throughout his life, Stevens has set great store in exhibiting the ultimate traits of the British butler, restrained, unflappable, showing no emotion in even the most emotional moments. As Stevens drives from one end of the country to another, he allows himself, perhaps for the very first time in his life, to take a critical look at the past, and the author masterfully lets loose implied truths through words and allusions. Words and allusions that Stevens' fealty to Lord Darlington may not have been as warranted as he has always believed. It emerges slowly throughout the book that Lord Darlington was a Nazi sympathizer immediately before and during the war. And as Stevens reflects upon that in 1956, he is forced to take into account his own complicity in the secret meetings and undermining behavior his employer showed, while Stevens served the fish with perfect decorum and silence. It is through his eyes, then, that the troubling socio-political issues of those days are presented. And they are presented through a narrator who for so long upheld his butler duties and the way we do things as being far more important than taking a moral stand against the Nazi philosophies or indeed any of those new foreign philosophies. For that would have entailed showing emotion and judging his employer, something Stevens withstood for so many years. As Stevens struggles to uphold the decades-long illusion of his past life as a diligent butler to an honourable lord, the author creates 
a twist on the literary device of the unreliable narrator. For Stevens is not about lying to the reader. It is Stevens' present self which is constantly in battle with his past self in a struggle to claim or reclaim the truth. The main story, though, in this novel is the series of flashbacks to Stevens' years working with the erstwhile housekeeper of the estate, Miss Kenton, the colleague who wrote that letter that has sent him on his journey and to whom Stevens is now driving to Cornwall to visit. Miss Kenton, then, is now Mrs. Ben, and she was once an excellent housekeeper, whom Stevens held in high regard, and whom he now hopes to persuade to return to the estate and resume her duties now that her children are grown. At least, this is the tale Stevens tells himself, but it is slowly revealed that Stevens harbored warm, in fact romantic feelings for the then Miss Kenton, yet he never dared express them. As Stevens recalls their time together, the reader can deduce that Stevens' feelings were quite possibly reciprocated, but no emotions were ever put into words and that seed of affection between them never blossomed into happy love. Yet despite this, The Remains of the Day is, I would claim, one of the great love stories of literature. There is such passion in Miss Kenton. Though Stevens is reticent, there is such depth in his river of love. These two people, struggled together, laughed together, overcame everyday catastrophes together, and worried together as the shadow of war came ever closer in their youth, and they offered each other comfort, but always at a distance, never crossing that threshold from me to we. So, this is a heartbreaking love story. And it will leave you, as it indeed does Stevens, pondering for days of what might have been. I think that you by now have guessed that I believe this to be a superbly written novel. The author, Ishiguro's writing, is almost textural. The words float down from the pages to the sea of the reader's imagination like a soft rose petal. And even though the author's flow is as beautiful and smooth as silk, you as a reader can very easily feel the tempest of feelings held back by a steel wall of restraint, which allows no uncontrolled emotions to come to the fore. And for all the chapters tinged with the bittersweet whiff of nostalgia, for bygone days, and all those what-ifs and almost. The story ends on an uplifting note, leaving Stevens a more contented and, dare I say, a happier man than at the beginning. Now, whether you gravitate to high literature or to a particular genre, romance, historical fiction, biographies, etc., 
I would claim that if you simply love reading a well-crafted story with a simple premise but overflowing with relatable human experiences from the everyday to the eternal, then you will absolutely enjoy this book. But it comes with a warning, for it will engross you. I read this book the first time on my daily commutes to and from university, and there was many a time that I almost missed my stop because I was lost in the world of Stephen's past. This story is beautiful, powerful, surprising and brilliant. For the Remains of the Day by Kazu Ishguru is a brilliant read. I hope you liked this episode. If you did, please consider leaving a like wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to Literature, Laughter and Learning. Until next time, I have been Eva and thanks so much for listening.